0: of statistics and about the side Salutation shades and welcome back to Talking with Shadows, the conversation everybody has but no one wants to admit to, here with your host Vic Waitley and Marcus D. And guys, we're back in the
1: studio today with our normal format and I'm super excited about the topic that we have today because we're going back to a fantastic topic that we touched briefly about in an earlier episode.
0: But before that, we have two episodes worth of comments to go over.
1: yes. Uh, we had an interview in our last episode, so we couldn't go over our comments uh, from me and Vic's mental health and the paranormal video that we did. So we want to go over those and uh, the uh, comments from our interview with our good friend Jimmy. Uh, so we'll do our mental health one first because that one was first.
0: I've been really looking forward to checking
1: these out because I,
0: I have a big passion for that. Yeah.
1: So we hope you guys enjoyed that. You know, you know, we, me and Vic, we work in mental health. We've done social work for. Oh God, going on almost ten years. Eat, uh, t- going on from about ten years uh, between the two of us, and uh, it's just something that's not talked about. I think enough uh, in the community, so we wanted to bring up some points on it. But uh, let's talk about some of the comments that you guys left. Melanie commented, "Great topic, thumbs up. Thank you, Melanie. Agreed. Glad you enjoyed it." Yeah. Blue Steel Patron very uh, thankful for that said i hadn't thought about it that way before but it does make sense that shadow people would target victims with mental disabilities or that are on drugs being in a weakened or altered state of mind makes them more vulnerable to these kinds of attacks i'm excited for the case file that's coming it sounds like it'll be very interesting i've been bringing your podcast to channel oh binging your podcast and channel but i'm running out of stuff to listen to so i'll be eagerly waiting for the next episode keep up the good work guys and take care of yourselves.
0: <laughs> Keep listening. We'll get you content as fast as we can. Oh, make fast as we can and put it out. Yeah. I've always felt that shadow people have a extremely predatory mo. Like if you yeah. examine it from, like a social work perspective, on their set of behavior, I really, really think they follow the mo very similar to a human predator looking for victims. Yeah, I think a lot of entities.
1: Uh, even kind of have that predatory-esque mindset and i think when you do stuff like you know do drugs or do stuff that kind of wears you down mentally and physically i think it's like shooting yourself
0: in the you know
1: metaphorical foot i don't know or literal foot in some instances oh, yeah,
0: especially if they're looking for someone to prey on emotionally when you're in that sort of exhausted state it really hinders your ability to keep your emotions in a controlled mm-hmm. state absolutely
1: Uh, Mage says Been watching a bunch New to the channel But not the unknown By any means Love the content Keep it up please Heart Thank you Mage We appreciate that Heart's right back at you. Ah Uh, The person who Actually submitted Shades uh, Actually commented And I was butchering His his name I knew it wasn't Going to be right I knew that wasn't Going to be right It's killing reality Just because I do not know If one day YouTube Would take down my channel If I wrote it the correct way Uh, Great video by the way I wish more people Interested in the paranormal could stop And think about the big picture uh, in all
0: of its facets. Once again, sorry, man, for yeah. screwing up your name. Thank you so much yeah. for uh, for giving us the name that ended up winning. Yeah, we 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 appreciate
1: that so much, and for being considerate for us for mispronouncing it because uh, we're we're bad at the English and pronouncing stuff. Um, but no, I I agree with you. I wish that more people did kind of uh, look at the paranormal through kind of a, a wider lens. I mean, I think that's what me and Victor try to do. Uh, in our channel because a lot of times you would be surprised how often so much uh, in the paranormal that everything just seems connected. And that's why and Vic
0: take the approach that we do. Yeah, and if you look at the paranormal as a whole and the weird lattice work of logic that you end up creating, you end up in some very odd places with some very peculiar, very, very peculiar implications. We've actually once tried to go into a video where we explored that further. And in the process of doing so, we lost a laptop.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Uh, it was, uh, I don't think it was kind of coincidence. I wonder if that's kind of when that, uh, what did we name the man in black that we think was assigned to us to watch us? Gary. That's his name. We think maybe that's when Gary uh, got assigned to us and was hot on our tail. Uh, so we're hoping that we're that our content just keeps getting better and better and we get closer to the truth. So that way we can get that guy Gary a promotion. Hashtag get Gary a promotion. <laughs>
0: But, you know, one day we should actually go back and revisit that topic. I don't want to have to buy another laptop. (laughs) I edit our
1: content, so I'm a little hesitant. now we'll probably, we'll try to do it in some way. But we're going to use somebody else's laptop to edit it (laughs) that that time, maybe. (laughs) Uh, L.A. Cujo uh, says, Hello, I'm a new fan. I want to share that I used to see shadow people on a regular basis. uh, And it was one of the most intense moments of my life. Uh, L.A. Cujo, you are not alone in that. Uh, so many people, when they see uh, shadow people, it is a truly intense uh, experience. And I don't even think that we got so... We didn't even really get too deep into other stuff on shadow people. Like with if they wear clothes or if they have glowing
0: eyes and how much <laughs> worse those some of those experiences can be. I guess you could go back to our very first video we ever put up where we talked about shadow people and we were both terrible. It was so <laughs> bad. I was trying so hard to be edgy.
1: While I was talking and Vic was lying too much into that thick contra accent.
0: <laughs> I truthfully do not reckon, recommend going back and watching that
1: video. Yeah. The content is good. The quality is not. <laughs> we've, we've come a ways yeah. in five years. Guy <laughs> uh, Pietro said, first off, great topic as always. I enjoy that you guys take all of the topics of the paranormal. I actually myself have an experience... Uh, With this topic, and I've been meaning to ask her converse on this, as well as I have about 10 or 11 years in hospital setting. Oh, that's awesome! And watching, speak with thousands of people on cycle, uh, on cycle, on cycles. I think you meant wards, but I'm not sure. I was a security guard at a major hospital up until last year, and actually, I agree with your points and believe that there is validity to some claims. Um, But this has also caused me to approach most stories with caution due to watching people blatantly lie or experience hallucinations. Uh, meth is a huge, is a huge out here as well. So I have talked to, calmed, and on more occasion than I can count, restrained about a million drug addicts, uh, so have we. Uh, I believe that taking drugs and or alcohol to the extent of abuse, which allows one to be open to the perceived degree of paranormal. I myself only experienced a few things, and I'm ashamed to admit I did abuse drugs and alcohol early on in my childhood. I know what I saw. Anyway, love the channel. It's my favorite. And yes, guys, you guys pronounced my name right. Uh, but my point is this. Much as the, it was was as much of the psych patients I've talked to, I'm still a huge skeptic on a lot of stories. But I feel like opening yourself up to possibilities is what causes one to see the unseen, if you will. If memory serves correct, I think I was in the Abneyville Horror. The patients, uh, the parents believe that their practice of meditation over them up to spirits, which they believe caused the
0: haunting. At least that's how I remember it. Anyway, keep, guys, keep up the awesome work. I'm sure you have a lot of intense stories. I mean, working working in a hospital setting, man, it is it is a totally different beast than any other setting I've mm-hmm. ever worked in. Mm-hmm.
1: And actually, when we were talking uh, with some of our coworkers uh, a little bit, like the ones that ended up having to go interview patients at the hospital before they come over, um, you know, one of our coworkers was talking about, yeah, like you know, so many people were talking about seeing shadow people, and they heard that all the time. So it's a
0: it's a thing that comes up uh, a lot. One of the things I've noticed, people who work in the medical field seem to be more open to the possibilities of the paranormal than in many of the other jobs I've worked. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 really, really common, like whenever
1: there's a full moon, like everybody in our psychiatric facility or across, you know, like any of that sort of field, like, oh, something bad's going to happen, you know, and I, I think that they're more open to the paranormal because they, they hear a lot of stories and sometimes it's hard to
0: just brush off every story when... I really think there's something about the hospital setting that opens people up to the possibility. Maybe it's that it's a very liminal space between life and death. Because when you think about how people associate mentally a hospital, it is a symbol of life. For many people, it's a symbol of death. And it's this uh, very odd sort of archetypical amalgam of the two. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally,
1: Gray nine four three eight said, "A great episode. The subject is far too under discussed. 100% agree, oh, yeah. uh, and that's why we wanted to do it. You know, and that was what that was a, a common thing that was told by many of our uh, our, our uh, fellow people in the community."
0: Considering how often the accusation of being crazy is lobbied at people active in the paranormal, we don't really ever take the time to really discuss the connections between <laughs> the paranormal and mental illness in a serious fashion. Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, uh, I want to thank everybody, by the way, that commented uh, on the Mental Health and Paranormal episode. And if you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out, guys, because it is a uh, a fantastic episode where we talk about, talk about a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, if you're only going to watch one episode of our podcast, please, please, yeah. please yeah. go watch that. It's, uh, it's something that's very close to both of our hearts. Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, let's jump over to our Evil in the Basement episode, our last episode that we did where we interviewed Jimmy and get some of our people's uh, thoughts on the episode. Uh, first one, uh, Chris Shupe, Shupe. I think I say said that right. Black Cherry Fizz is better. I believe he was talking about the Seagrams there oh, that yeah. you were that you were drinking <laughs> that you were that you were drinking there. Ken Bader said, "I'm considered a cursed object. I have a lot of bad luck throwing dice and gambling." Uh, I can't relate to that, but I but I think me and Vic can relate to that. Uh, sometimes we feel like we are cursed. Uh, when we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Uh, I was feeling that last night when we were playing the game because most of my dice rolls at the beginning were terrible.
0: Just so you guys know, I have not received the object yet, but when I do, I will let you guys know.
1: And it is not coming into the studio. It's coming into the studio. It is not it coming into the studio. If it is, it's going into the box of things that we are not allowed to open. Which I don't know if you guys are aware, there is a box in our studio that we are not allowed to open. Me and Vic don't know what it
0: is. Actually, yeah, legitimately no clue. I kind of forgot we put it up on that shelf, (laughs) and I'm Uh, looking at it right now. But it it is going in the
1: studio. Uh, Oh, Spiritual Abortion said, yep, keep the doll in the studio.
0: Bam! Keep the doll in the studio.
1: I'm really hoping that somebody else takes my side here. (laughs) Melody D. Interesting stuff. Although it's not just the Catholic denomination who believes in the paranormal practices of exorcism, uh, it is also the Protestants. That's true. Across a lot of different denominations, there's a lot of different faiths that uh, believe in exorcisms and how they work. Um, I think, uh, but again, I've said this on the on the podcast before, that I think if you look across the different denominations and uh, a lot of things, everybody has a different way about going about exorcisms, and everybody claims that their way works. Uh, the only common theme that seems to be is uh, people's strong belief that it's going to work.
0: Do you know what we should do? Adam Mathers did a long study back in college about exorcism and cross-cultural connections. Mm-hmm. If I remember right, that was the exact topic. Uh, we should try to have him in the studio at some point we should. to Actually, discuss this. He would be a fantastic person to interview that. Adam, I know you listen. This is
1: your formal invitation. It's your time to shine. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, I think that's Sarah K. How, that's how you say that. Why do I watch these at nighttime? Because you make good life choices. <laughs> that, is what, that is what you do. That is why. Uh, Mary Gracie, Mary Grace says, I had a laugh at the cat drinking the holy water. No haunted objects in the studio. Thank you, Mary Grace. Thank Mary for Ooh. taking my side, by the way. <laughs> also, I've been over to Jimmy's house multiple times, and he has not had any issues since then, and I'm really wondering if it's because his cat has been peeing that holy water slowly <laughs> all over his apartment.
0: I think that is not a form of sanctifying something.
1: Uh, all right, that's that's true. But, hey, you, na- you never know. I mean, don't. You don't know. Uh, Sarah K says, Is it wise for us to operate uh, upon our fear and instantaneously decide to try our best to get these things out? Maybe if we made spirits feel more welcome, they wouldn't feel so uncomfortable and wouldn't want so badly to go. Maybe we could be
0: friends with the dead. Yeah, I've actually heard a lot on this subject. Like um, The people who are involved in the Helliard Project, Mm -hmm. uh, they also run a traveling kind of museum of the occult. And they're very big into um, that sort of viewpoint. I always try to leave myself open to the possibility that they could be friendly, but I do not assume that's the case. I have a very skeptical nature when it comes to, are they friendly? I try not to be openly antagonistic, but I think think the friendliest I can get is skeptical. (laughs) No! (laughs) Not for me. No, no. Now we might just be curmudgeons, but I, I, I appreciate the fresh perspective on it, though. No, I know,
1: I, I no, I no, I do get it. the thought is there. You know, maybe if we're nicer, maybe it will be nicer to us. Uh, I just, I, I don't like the idea of welcoming something I truly don't understand into my house. And you know, I have the policy of I'm, I'm generally welcoming to everybody, but everybody's gonna be out by ten o'clock so I can go to sleep. <laughs> uh the chain says notification squad time for my daily dose of talking with shadows and gaming awesome hope we you make your gaming experience a lot better let us know what
0: you're playing yeah uh
1: yeah please let us know we're playing uh blue steel when you put milk in the bowl before the cereal yep he's possessed normal, normal people put the cereal in first damn that, straight as do why that is that is normal
0: and cool kids eat cereal out of a cup
1: yeah uh, Creepy California says, Sounds like his ex knew what she was doing. She planned on leaving a spirit or demon behind to mess with him. 100% believe that she was not a nice person, so I do believe that she was probably trying to do something bad. I never met her, but that's a serious dick move right there. I didn't either. I, I didn't meet her either, but probably from everything you told me that, uh, it, t- it sounds like to me that she probably was just being irresponsible. Alright, that is all of the comments for both of our episodes. Sorry
0: for the long session there.
1: Yeah, but we wanted to make sure that we, you know, we, guys, we always appreciate the time that you guys take to uh, listen to our content. If you guys post stuff, or if you guys have questions, your thoughts on it, always post it because we want to, we'll respond to it, you know. Um, I think the big, one of the biggest problems of the paranormal is there is not an open, there is not enough of an open dialogue and discussion between everybody uh, and I think this helps bridge that. I really do.
0: Sounds That's well. Let's bust out some drinks and get settled yes,
1: in. Yes, absolutely. So today I have been wonderfully blessed uh, with drinking some cordial today.
0: We're lucky that Ellie doesn't actually listen to these. Oh yeah, very we're often not. We're not. We're not. Ellie these Cole. are actually Ellie's. Yes. Yeah. So no one tell her. And I've got a sour beer here. I'm going to. I'm not gonna get the name right, but it's like uh, Crick Des Jacobin Jacobins.
1: Although there's a nice smiling monk on there, he that sounds like an angry name for a beer. But I, I, I just absolutely adore these sour beers. That is, mm. oh, I, they're, they're good.
0: They're good.
1: Bleh. It sounds like, do no, not sound. Sorry, it t- they, sour beers taste like a melted, a melted warhead that was left out for days, and then you put it in your fridge to, to like cool it off.
0: Yeah, it's like warheads, which are great, and beer, which is insanely great. Oh, I. Yeah.
1: anyway. Alright, cheers to you guys. guys. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, that is so
0: delicious. You might like this one a little more. It's a little less tart. No.
1: <laughs> no. No. So, Alright guys, so we're going to get into today's episode. Um, we're going to be talking about the Mahe UFO incident. Now I know looking at it, you want to pronounce it as i mage, and I'm, but I'm pretty positive that I'm pronouncing uh, how you're actually supposed to say this town name. So I know that we touched on this episode, oh gosh, it actually probably was in May probably actually when we did this because I want to say because we were talking
0: about this shortly after this UFO incident came out. Yeah, you had caught onto this story very early and mm. you you've been kind of chasing down the leads ever since. I I'm have. really looking forward to no. seeing what all you found
1: yeah, and i I remember back in that episode, I touched briefly on kind of the specifics and we're gonna go over them again so don't worry. And I was watching, it and I said we were to come back to this um, to let you guys know what's playing out. But it's so dense. This is a dense topic, and there's so much information that's out there, and so much, and there's so much on it that I wanted to make sure that we I had enough time to digest all of this to try to figure out what was the best angle to come about at this story. Okay, because mm-hmm. honestly, honestly, the Maya, if you guys are not familiar with the Miami UFO incident, it is probably. The only other UFO incident that I can even compare it to is the Phoenix lights, probably back in the, back in the nineties. And this has become a bit of a hot, but an argument of a topic as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. You'll see people in the community that argue, "No, this was a hoax. And other people said this wasn't a hoax. It's one of the best evidence stories of UFO of our generation. They, that other people say that they're not sure they're in the middle, but they're pretty sure that something happened. So we're going to start from the beginning and then we're going to do this the best that we can to kind of. Break down this real dense UFO story. So, the story actually is a, the good place. The best, probably the best place to start with the Mahi UFO incident is so May twelfth, two thousand twenty, is when this story kind of is the best place to start this story. Um, that night, dozens of people started posting videos online. Uh, in uh, my Brazil, which is not too far from Rio de Janeiro, which isn't too far from Rio de Janeiro Just started posting tons of videos Online of these strange lights that they were seeing in the sky that, that they were seeing in the skies that night um, And there's tons of different videos out there if you if you look at them some of them are considered hoax, some of them are, uh, some of them are supposed to be real and it, it, It's really weird because there's not like a there's not like a single UFO video that's the same as the others, and that's what makes this kind of a little bit more difficult than, say, like the Phoenix Light story. Because of the Phoenix Light story, the videos that are out there, they're all pretty much the same. In the Phoenix Light story, they're all just a bunch of triangle shaped stuff that's in the sky or circle stuff in the sky that's all in a sim, you know, that's all in one like formation going across the sky.
0: And this sort of uh, piecemeal uh, video thing, th- a lot of this has to do with the drama that mm-hmm. comes online a bit later. Oh, absolutely! I mean,
1: this was people were posting this like like real time as stuff was coming out. Well, then when they were doing this, and there's there's different uh, was it rather, but my probably my 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 favorite one to watch is there's a video of these helicopters, these military helicopters in the sky that are that are coming behind a red light that's in the sky that's chasing that's chasing this red UFO that's in the sky, and Supposedly, shortly thereafter, this UFO in the sky is supposed to hit a power line, and it's supposed to crash somewhere near Mahe out there. And most people suspect that this thing ends up crashing right outside uh, what's called the IMBEL uh, military factory in Mahe, Brazil. Um, this is a this is a war material factory. They produce like assault weapons, essentially, um, for the Brazilian government. And it, cr- and it crashes out there. And the next day, the next day, people wake up and there's smoke not too far from this factory. People are hearing gunshots. People are hearing explosions uh, all throughout the day. And for the next couple of days, there's helicopters in the sky of my Brazil. And most of the locals, when you go on there, and this is one of the things that's just consistent, um, all through... Um, this story unfolding is as people from the, from the town said, yes, there are Brazilian military helicopters in the sky. There's tons of them. This is not normal. This is weird. This is unusual. Um, Many of the locals at the time, they uh, started going out and trying to investigate it. Uh, Arthur Neto, who's a UFO, who's a ufologist from, uh, uh, from Rio de Janeiro had gone out. He was interviewing locals um, about what they had saw. Most of them were reporting this. Uh, most locals are. Tr- also try to go up to the factory to try to ask them, you know, hey, what's going on? What's, what's going on? And nobody from the factory would talk about what was going on. They're like, we can't talk about this. Get away. Whoosh. We're not going to talk about this. An important part of the story to remember is that different people in the area are reporting different things. Now, at first... Many people will try to claim that this makes this more likely to be a hoax, that people's stories aren't being consistent, and that this is likely not true because the stories are not being consistent. And that's what it looks like initially, because different people start reporting that the crash site is in different locations. Now, you know, first I was talking about how there was supposedly a crash site behind this uh, military factory that's actually in my. But other people start reporting that no, there's a UFO crash site also uh, to the southeast of Mahie in another part of Brazil, well, not too far, about I'd say about 50 miles away from this, in another part of the forest. There's a probably uh, there another YouTuber that uh, decided to go out and investigate on his own, and he takes uh, some dr- a drone out there because it's super heavily densed uh, forested area. There's really no real way to get out there. And he takes a drone that's out there to start flying around. And when he gets out to this different possible crash site, he starts seeing broke canop like a broke canopy of trees. Like a tons of trees have had like just like the top part of them just knocked over. Like something big had knocked over all of these trees as it was crashing down to the ground. Uh, there's another YouTuber that was out there that decided to try because again, because you can't get to this area because it's super remote. He decides to go parasailing and he's like parasailing on the and I watched this video and again I don't know what the guy's legit saying but he ends up zooming in part of the area and again you can see the the broken canopy of trees uh, as he's flying around over there. And it's just so bizarre just like so I know that something likely big had to have broken these like I don't think that they're just some obese jaguar that walked up into these trees and just like took a rest and then broke a bunch of these trees or something like that.
0: Okay, Marcus. I'm gonna have to stop you here because we're going through a lot of information, and it's getting it's getting hard to process. Mm-hmm. So there are multiple crash sites at this point. Yes, and there is reason. There's physical evidence to imply that both are legitimate. Yes, there's there's physical evidence from right outside the military uh, the military
1: factory that's in Mage that something going on because people are seeing smoke on this YouTube footage of. Um, the factory and like behind it like in the fence there's smoke that's rising from back there and people are hearing gunshots and explosions and all that and then people going out to this other section of the forest um, you know miles to the southeast are seeing like a broken
0: canopies and broken trees everywhere like something crashed out in that part of the forest. Okay so two telltale signs of a legitimate crash, a broken canopy cutting through a jungle area and a smoke pillar rising. One of my first questions is this. We know that UFOs are commonly sighted around military facilities. That's just something that's been a thing since the Cold War. What do you think could have drawn it there?
1: Um, I know not too far from uh, from Mage is the Alcantara uh, the the Alcantara base, which is kind of like. brazilian nasa it's like one of their launch sites for their space program that they have down there so it's not too far from there and i think that might be a thing that might be attracting them to this particular area also at the same time nobody's allowed in this military complex so there could be something else possibly that's in there that could be attracting them to this area
0: so we know there's a space association on the surface level but if you're going to be working on black world technology Mm. this would be the place to do it yes okay so there's more or less been a flap in the area i've seen some of the some of the footage it i think when you coined that it was very similar to uh the phoenix lights i think you were spot on uh particularly have you seen the footage of where it looks like um like basically one of the black triangles Yeah, yeah yeah i
1: saw i saw one of those uh i saw footage of that i also saw another footage that uh, that was out there. People were were. It was a bunch of like orange lights that were kind of like in a V shape. Yeah. Uh, that were in the sky. That were in the sky as well. And I know that some people, theorized that might be some sort of drone display, which it very well could be. I, I I don't I don't know. But again, it's I don't think that every footage out there was some kind of drone because I mean there's just some they're not. I mean if you if you guys find the um, the YouTube footage of the the helicopters chasing the red dot in the sky, that's Definitely not normal. And then there's another one that I that I that I really like that's actually like a giant blue light. Um that's in the sky. And I described that one as kind of looking like um, it's like the movie The Matrix, the ships that they were flying around in, the blue discs uh that were like glowing and arcing and all that and glowing. That's that's another one of the footage that's in that's in the night sky as well. And on top of that, speaking of that one, the crash site that is to the southeast of Mahe. Down there, uh, where the brook canopy is, down in that part of the area, some of the locals that were out there were claiming to see blue glowing lights coming from the forest down there. Um, which is make which is much more likely that that there was probably at least something that possibly crashed down
0: into that part as well. So we could be seeing debris from this potential bl- oh, the blue yeah. parts on the UFO. Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
1: And speaking of and speaking of debris, one of the I don't know if I'd call this factual evidence. I don't know if I'd call it that going I think I was talking about it a little bit. Um there's audio footage going around that's supposed to be of like they call it hacked radio transmissions, but I don't know how you hack a radio. I don't really I don't I don't think that's good language for what it is. I think people just picked up on the radio transmissions. I don't really call that hacking. But anyway, but suppose this is circulating around and I'm listed because again it's in Portuguese and I can't understand it, but again, I've got the transcripts that people have had from it um, that you can watch it, and it's supposed to be of Brazilian military personnel talking to each other about what they might have found. Now, um, uh, essentially, it starts off with somebody in the military communicating uh, to somebody else saying uh, that uh, out of uh, somebody from Alcantara Base, which is the Brazilian Space Agency, the one that we were talking about, that an object was shot down with what they described was an American shot. And nobody is really quite sure what they mean by that. I don't know if that's the lingo. It could be something in the translation.
0: It sounds like they at least mean some form of an American projectile, either produced yeah. by the Americans yeah. or possibly fired by the yeah. Americans. Um, and then afterwards, they say that they send four
1: teams out to a particular area and they don't get particular yet to where they'd actually gone, but they sent four teams out there. Um, and they're talking back and forth and there's radio static that's involved in it. One of the things that they ended up interjecting in here, they said it doesn't have a human appearance, alleging that it, they ran into something in the woods that is not human. Um, and then they asked, did you hear us? You know, it doesn't have a human appearance. Did you copy that? Did you hear that? And there's more muffled and all that. Um, they actually end up getting out to uh, the crash site listening into this transmission to listen to the transcript too. And they say, and uh, the higher ups, or whoever, the dispatcher, or whatever is telling them, make sure that you're going with, uh, go with protective gear. Make sure you're taking the rack of clothes when you go out there to protect yourself from something.
0: Okay, is this the crash site that was near the factory or is this the one that was out in the woods or do we know either? We don't know. I'm likely, I, it doesn't, it doesn't specify
1: and I'm going to get later into what I think, I, th- I think that this is, um, judging based on what they say, I think this is something that has to do with uh,
0: um, the one that's in the crash site to the southeast, not the one that's by the by the facility. Yeah, well, that, that's about what I was thinking yes. too, that it that sort of dialogue makes more sense for that sort of setting.
1: Yeah. But they do reference the facility and they say like, when you get out there, make sure you take all of the equipment to the facility, they keep referencing the facility, the, the factory, the factory that's there, which most people assume is probably the the one
0: that's in me, that's in in my. um Do we have? I, I know I know you have a lot of information here you're wanting to cover, <laughs> but I just gotta keep interjecting here. Do they? Are, is there currently any clue on a timeline between the two crashes? Which one may have been first? Which one may have been second? Or anything along those lines? There's okay. The one where
1: it's a red glowing lot, where, where there's helicopters shooting a red glowing one, is supposed to occur between 1 and 3 a.m. on the 12th, or one like, sorry, the 12th to the 13th. And then the supposed other crash site, because there's other, I don't want to see, there's other reports um, that said that something was that crashed at 8 p.m. There's an 8 p.m. crash. And, they, keep, and they, keep, they reference it, they reference it in, other, in other text.
0: But we don't know if that could have been the southern crash point or the one by the factory. Correct. Okay. okay. Correct. Correct. Because one of the ideas coming into my mind is could they have attempted to recover something from this first crash site, began to bring it to the factory, uh-huh. and then some, a second UFO came in to try to retrieve it. That. Oh, that's, that's quite impossible. Sorry, yeah, my 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 mind's kind of swimming around with possibilities. Because <laughs>
1: there's there's a lot, there's just so much about this thing, and they continue this transmission, and it gets you know it gets it gets weird. Suppose, suppose in this transmission, um, military personnel end up getting out to the crash site, and they get out to the crash site, and they said there's bodies inside the crash site, and they describe it that it's not people, it's not humans, and it probably sounds weird because again, there's when you're translating from one thing from one language to another, sometimes. Meanings can get switched around, but again, and they're being continuously told: make sure you're wearing proper clothes, make sure you're wearing proper equipment. Um, one thing that's in, that's important in the, in this that's not in other ones, but it says in the radio transmission they say make sure you take all the cell phones and don't let record anybody let anybody record out there.
0: Okay, so they're trying to limit any form of evidence that could be escaping oh, yeah. from this. Oh
1: yeah, um, because there's reports of people going missing because of that, that there were possibly other people that had been out there that had seen this thing that may live remotely in the area that may have gone missing
0: and is this locals reporting this Mm-hmm.
1: but i haven't had anything confirmed for that one though. okay um, um and at the end of the transmission they said that uh, they communicate the base communicates to the people on the ground that american the american corps like american personnel is going to be coming from Alcantara Base to go retrieve the objects. And they said that they were going to implement what's called project, or sorry, Eagle Protocol was going to be act- activated. And we don't know what Eagle Protocol is. That could be the U.S. government taking over. They could be recovering it. Who knows? Sounds kind of spooky, but it does got, got kind of my attention. attention. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a dis- and, you know, I know that some people are probably saying, you know, oh wait, why would the American, why would Americans be getting involved in this? Why would they be getting involved in recovering down? Oh, UFOs? I, I'm pretty sure I know that one. Oh, I do too. Yeah, but I they, mean,
0: they want that technology.
1: Absolutely. And this isn't the first time that it's been a let I would to say This has not been the first time that other countries have uh, called upon the United States to recover um, downed UFO spacecraft. Like uh, when we were doing our uh, Project Moon Dust uh, video on our YouTube channel. Um, you know, in uh, declassified documents, it's known that the Australian government reached out to the United States government in recovering something um, that was like, I think the Australian Outback that it crashed out there, that it crashed out there as well.
0: One of the things I know we haven't covered a whole lot is I know there's a report of there being lots of military helicopters in yes. the air that night, and that being one of the things that alerted the locals to there being something mm-hmm. wrong. Has there been, like, much footage on exactly how much air traffic was in the area?
1: I didn't see anything on that. Most of the stuff that I saw were, were people that were trying to go up and talk to um, the factory that's there. You know, they go up to try to talk to the factory and interview the people that are there. Most of the time, they get turned away. They say, we're not going to talk. We can't talk. Go away. They get that They get that sort of thing.
0: Okay. Are there, are there any, like, eyewitness reports saying about what... I know, like, one of the people says something along the lines of... Like this isn't normal for there to be this much. Did was there? Have you read anything about there being like you can start including how many helicopters we might be talking about? Mm-hmm. I didn't get anything on like a specific
1: number. I just knew that most of the locals had said that there was just an increased military presence that was in the area. Which I believe at the end of the day that there probably was some sort of military maneuvers that occurred that night. Now to the extent of how, you know, I don't. Um, terrestrial is it you know that that, that's that's the
0: question because that's where things start getting kind of that's where things start getting kind of weird one of my first thoughts and this is assuming this isn't some sort of incredibly elaborate big budget hoax that's been able to manipulate pretty much all the information getting out to us is uh, i really think something went down a for there to be a ton of military presence just moving around the area enough to disturb the local behavior. I think that implies something happened. Something yeah. happened that it was either an exercise or somebody happened to kind of throw a rock into the hornet's necks to get them all buzzing around. Well, the factory itself puts on the was either on their website
1: or they, they put up this statement saying that, Oh, this was in celebration of like our 212th anniversary of, uh, of our company's anniversary and that's what that was the result of these pyrotechnics. That was the, that was the cause of these pyrotechnics. But it really kind of gives it that V for Vendetta feel. Like right after V blows up the old Bailey and the next day on the news, they're like, well, the, the, they want to come up with like that shill of an answer. And they're just like, well, the, the old people want to give the old Bailey a prop per send off. And, you know, then there's an explosion of fireworks in the background. And it, it just doesn't seem... reasonable or logical that they would be doing something really late at night and shooting
0: off guns and yeah helicopters flying around okay it's pretty easy to tell when someone shoots off a firework which i'm assuming that's what they're trying to imply is oh we were just shooting off like fireworks in celebration particularly when a large company does it they usually you know they, they they don't they don't pay for the ones that spark and pop on the ground. They pay for the ones that shoot in the air and explode and everyone can tell what it is because it's a big orb of sparkling green light. Yeah. And they're not gonna move around and there's no need to send a helicopter to chase them. <laughs> like beyond that, why would there be if they're having this celebration, why would there also be at the same time? That many more helicopters in the air. Okay, so what it could be, what it could be,
1: was that they were doing some sort of a military exercise, and there was a malfunction. There was an accident, and now they're trying to cover it up because they don't want to be embarrassed because there was some sort of an accident.
0: And I know that that is a more viable possibility. I definitely don't believe that. I first I think that something more shady went down than that, but that's at least a plausible lie there. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, for, I I I think two or three extra helicopters is not going to cause a disrupt, a disruption big enough to alert the local people there. I think it has to be something bigger than that. Beyond that, people were reporting hearing gunshots for most people who are used to hearing gunshots. You don't. After you're used to recognizing it, you don't really confuse them that easily with fireworks. Mm-hmm. I think that this might be a flimsy lie, but it leads me to a better point. This these shots were coming from the area of the factory, right? Yes. What the hell would be causing a firefight there? That that, oh, that that's oh, one of my big questions now. Is why why would there be a firefight there? Uh-huh. So that
1: could be the result of what people allege was prop what might have been in. The craft, uh, where a lot of people believe that there were alien bodies
0: uh, that were recovered from the crash. Now, at, at the point where people are hearing it outside the factory, though, that meant the firefight would have had to have been outside, though, right? Yeah. So this, if if I'm reading if mm-hmm. I'm reading your theory right, and correct mm-hmm. me if I'm not reading reading it right, mm-hmm. they recovered these bodies. They're bringing them to this military factory for uh, presumably to secure them until they can move them to a better location. Oh. in the process of bringing them them in, somehow they get loose, escape, or cause some other form of disruption mm. that requires a military force then to put C- down. Correct. So that uh, leads us to to then probably where we talk about the leaked anonymous letter from the Brazilian government. Okay, agent. Y- you've got my attention, but I'm not I'm not ready yet. Okay. Not ready. I feel like if you are mo- if you are a military force and you are moving an extraterrestrial biological organism, yeah. I feel like you secure the shit out of that. You make sure that thing is locked up tight. Mm-hmm. I'm almost wondering if it wasn't the ones that they're actually brought back, particularly considering, assuming they don't have some way of protecting themselves, mm-hmm. a crash is going to do serious trauma to a biological Fine. organism. Fine. I almost wonder if this was a team... Of if we're assuming they're extraterrestrials, extraterrestrials mm-hmm. trying to recover the bodies before they're detained. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So circulating on the on, on, on YouTube, and you can listen and you can listen to this. Supposedly, there was a Brazilian military officer that uh, was at a bar, and he was talking essentially kind of like hush hush to somebody else, and somebody was nearby, and somebody started recording what he was saying uh, without his knowledge this is also circulating around here and in this guy what he's communicating and talking about what he says as he says that the craft, the crashed ufo it's not like a saucer shape what he says and this dude's super traumatized and he's heavily drinking he says what it actually looked like was like droplet shaped so think like the kexberg ufo Mm -hmm. you know that kind of like teardrop-esque shape what you know like what our you know uh, modular like what our mod uh, like what our space craft look like when they crash land too. You know, it makes it easier for them. To, it makes it easier for it to absorb the heat when they're coming down. Um, there was actually teardrop shaped, and no problem. And when it and when it uh, when it crashed, it was glowing blue, and it actually could change shape. And what, uh, and it crashed, it was able to change shape. And what happened is the gunshots that people hear uh, was essentially the Brazilian government shooting this craft when it started glowing blue which is what people were alleging at the crash site that's southeast of Mahé down there and the woods down there with the broke canopy and all that is. Um,
0: That's probably where this occurred. So it sounds like if this part's to be believed, and I know you have more to say. Oh, no, 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 you're fine. If if this part is to be believed, it sounds like you have two very similar objects at two separate sites. Mm -hmm. But something you said struck a chord with me. You talked about comparing it to, like, our, our landers. Right. Um, and I think I brought this up, too, back when we discussed Kexberg, But that sort of design is very efficient for a vehicle that is intended to descend as a drop. Mm-hmm. That this is something that you're intending to release and allow it to fall. And the, the shape is designed to absorb the impact and keep whatever's inside intact slash alive. If we're talking about this as being some form of drop pod, that would mean this wasn't a crash. That means this was probably whatever force was doing this had intentionally released this with the intent for it to fall. Well, what could have happened is, again, if you you look at the different
1: footages of the different UFOs on that night, there's the footage of of the helicopters chasing a red glowing object at like 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. But there's also earlier in the day, yeah, or be earlier in the day, um, or be earlier that morning, of of at at, at eight p.m. Because again, I don't know if it's really confirmed it's eight p.m. on the thirteenth or on the twelfth or whatever. But like, then there's this blue UFO that's seen in the sky, and then there's this crash that's in the southeast of, that's in the south that's in the southeast of my, and it's going blue down there maybe what happened was they were shooting it and then an escape pod popped off
0: and now they recovered the escape pod. I could buy that. Mm -hmm. I could also see it that this was part of a bigger plan where they were releasing something down to the surface. Okay. I'm going to go a little off topic here. Think back to when we researched the Flatwoods monster. Yes. Think about the odd sort of thing that it was riding in like that lower half of its body the mechanical part mm-hmm. i've always felt that that looked like a, a lander or a drop pot or something and there were sightings of a like falling star meteorite or maybe UFO, a ufo crash but nothing no debris was found but it did look like it was inside of a mechanical suit that was intended to be dropped I, I almost wonder if this was an escape pod, but part of a bigger plan. Mm-hmm. And I, and it, it could be, but I, we've been going for a while and
1: it might be time that we need to start wrapping up into our, our final thoughts, but there's still more to talk about. There's still more to talk about that. And we're going to end up pushing this sign off in our, in our pillow talk segment. And that's probably where we're going to be talking about the aliens that they supposedly recovered.
0: Man, we we are just scratching the surface on this yes. subject. You know, yes,
1: we're... guys, it's not yeah. So supposedly there were aliens that were recovered from this. Um, but before we get into that, and again, I want to make sure we got. What's your final thoughts so far? And again, because this, again, this is all conjecture. There's no video footage of any actual people. So only talking about like from the videos that we've seen, the behavior, the stuff that we've seen. Are you likely to believe that something
0: happened that night? In my First, I haven't done a deep dive into this, but from the surface information in our discussion up to this point, I don't think it was drones. I think this was something where the military was given a real response to real stimuli. I think that, oh, goodness. Yeah, I think something happened out there, and I think it has the potential to be big, assuming... Okay, it's either something out there happened and it's big, it's pretty much going to be the Phoenix Lights of our era, maybe even the Roswell of our era. Or, this is a insanely elaborate hoax. I really wish we could get... I, I want to go down there with a Portuguese translator and start talking to people to confirm how much of this is real, but I don't have the budget. <laughs> <laughs> this is something where it would be so useful to be one of the boots on the ground in that area. Yeah. But at least... At bare minimum, I can say I believe something happened that night that required a legitimate response and a attempt to silence. You know, for me, guys, you know,
1: I know we're supposed to be living in the age of information. But because we live in the age of information, that means that we also live in the age of disinformation at the same at the same time. You know, and I know MUFON's come out and they've said that they think that this thing was elaborate hoax based on tons of video footage people were putting out that they said just isn't accurate. There's like meteor footage that's out that's from a different part of the, you know, from a different part of the world that people were trying to say this is a real thing. There was other UFOs from other different times that people were trying to put out and they were trying to say this is what it was and those are proven to be hoaxes too. Again, guys, I think I was, you know, I was online while all this was going on on the, you know, on the 13th and the 14th, you know, so I saw this stuff unfolding. It had some of the longest uh, Reddit comments chains that I've ever seen on any sort of Reddit post where people were talking about, where people were talking about this, okay? So I, 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 I I think people were trying to jump on the bandwagon of what was going on. I think some people were probably trolling the subject too, just because, you know, that's just what the internet's, people on the internet do, I, I don't think that people trying to jump on the bandwagon or trying to troll takes away from the fact that there were people from my saying, there are UFOs in the sky, there are military helicopters chasing these UFOs around, there are gunshots going off during the day, there's smoke and gunfire and broke, canopy, broke canopies nearby something happened and
0: the government won't talk about it i know i'm gonna push this episode even longer Mm -hmm. but i feel like we have to talk about at least a little bit do you think that this is a heavy disinformation campaign response do i think like basically as soon as it started to hit reddit it started to explode across the information or across the internet that immediately groups moved in to suppress the spread of this information and begin discrediting the information they had already yeah. leaked.
1: So, you know, you know, think back, like, um, uh, and I hate rummage of the movie because this movie this movie's terrible. Um, uh, it was the the Batman movie with Joker and Two-Face with, like, with Jim Carrey in it. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a terrible movie. That that scene where Two-Face is, is flipping the coin, he flips the coin in the air, and then Batman tosses, like, 30 other coins into the area, too. And then Two-Face is freaking out and trying because he doesn't know which is the right one. That's the analogy that i go with this because what happens is, is there's legit information that's going up and then people are tossing up tons of disinformation at the same time and then nobody knows what's the real thing to grab at and i think that's what makes this story the most difficult but again we but you know the reason we're coming at this in august and not in july when more information is coming
0: out is so we can try to take as much of an objective approach of looking at this as we can much like the grandpa from Jackie Chan Adventures I have to ask one oh, more, more thing, thing. just keep it on going okay i can i i think we can all say there there's been some form of misinformation but do you think there was a guided attempt at misinformation or that it was just the flood of trolls flood of people trying to be copycats and the internet just doing what it does
1: yeah i think there's probably a thing was probably intentional
0: yeah, I think I think you'd have to be. I think in, in, in an age in
1: which the United you know, the United States government and just other governments don't want this information coming out, you'd have to, you know, you'd have to have people that are throwing out so much information in order for people to not know what's accurate and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't think you'd have to. You'd have to have that as a contingency plan. I think if you're a
0: government agency trying to cover all this up, I've always felt that the powers that be probably are already ha- are already have people embedded in the internet groups, they need to be in major UFO yeah. groups, like Reddits where they talk about this or they basically the places where you know you're you're going to assume that the information is going to be leaked at. Yeah. Why not already have the agents embedded in there oh, so they're longtime respected dude, individuals in the community. Dude, you if
1: anybody here is listening to this that follows some of this some of the posts on Reddit where this was exploding uh, like in like, are UFOs or REB uh, EVES and things like that? People were at each other's throats, calling people government shills, um, disinformation spreaders, trolls. I mean, people were claiming their stuff was being removed. I mean, I mean, it was it was vicious in the comments section uh, when all this was going on. So. Oh yeah. I, I I totally believe that 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 had their ha- people were absolutely convinced that this that's what was going on at this time. I really hope this story doesn't disappear. I don't think it will either. I think that we I think that we're still in the, in the very early stages. I think that there will be more information that comes out within a year when people really look at this story. And I guarantee you that somebody's gonna write books about this. So we call this part one? Yeah, this is a part one of the story, guys. And that's just kind of the, the, the tip of the iceberg of this story. Now as this is now as this is coming out like tons of people online start like freaking out thinking that uh, and claiming that um tons of the video footage that was coming out has been suppressed, their tweets on reddit are getting deleted, The tweets on twitter are getting deleted, their accounts are getting banned, youtube youtube videos are being taken down and that there's this massive uh, push like globally to essentially erase this incident from people's minds and just Sweep this all under the rug. So, I think that's a good part. That's a good part to leave off for our regular episode for you guys. Um, you know, guys, leave your thoughts in the comments what you guys think about the uh, the Miami UFO incident. Uh, leave it in the comments below so we can talk about them. Do you guys think it was a government hoax? Do you guys think, or do you guys think it was a hoax? Do you think the government's
0: covering it up? Something happened? What do you think? I well, see that's another possibility. It could be a government hoax trying to pull our attention to there <laughs> Dude, while they do something a totally if, different. If it the is, world.
1: if it is, it's one of the biggest hoaxes of all time. I mean, it's just I'm absolutely convinced of that. But, but for now, guys, keep believing because we'll keep listening. Yeah. All right. So now let's get into the pillow talk section.
0: Okay, you have promised me. Yes. You have promised me information on these extraterrestrials. Yes. I'm wanting details. I want numbers of <laughs> fingers. I want, I want everything. Yeah, give me everything. I
1: think this would be Pillow Talk segment is is I think a good part where we talk about the, the the alien aspect of this story. So, um, if you guys want the rest of this uh, episode, just make sure you guys go over to our Patreon and sign up for it. Um, then you can get the rest of this episode. So okay. Yes yes. Sign up for Patreon now. Give me the details. I want to make sure I get that out so people are just confused while we trail off. So. Alright, so six days, six days uh, after um, the Mahe UFO incident goes down, okay, a letter starts circulating around Twitter where a gentleman by that's going by the name of E.B. puts out a letter. E.B. claims that he is a Brazilian government employee and that he, can, he can't hold on to this information anymore. He needs to get the truth out. He's like, the world needs to know
0: what happened.